Hi, everyone, and welcome to another interview over here at Behind That Suits. And my name is Holden Stefan Roy. Joining me today, we have Mr. Travis Bryant, a Montreal legend, a dude who produces a ridiculous amount of fantastic music. Like, I was just sitting there, and you can all on the Twitch, if you're here on the Twitch, engaging in the live or watching it after, you can scroll it back on the stream and get a good sample of what his music sounds like. As the stream picks up later on, we can always cut, give the people a taste in case they want to hear it later on. So, and but I can just tell you he has vibes, man, and that's what really attracts me to him. But it's not just like vapid vibes. There's there's a lot of lyricism that goes into his music just there's weight to it there's like so like he sent me two tracks that i think are unreleased we'll talk about them a little on there were some bars in there that were like yo the man's got bars but also hitting this like vibe of melody and easy listening like yo travis bryant as far as like pop appeal goes you are one of the most fun guys in my opinion to listen to in that lane in this city and that's just straight up facts in my opinion but well respect for that um, like straight I'm up, I like it. I like for. it. I hear the songs; they stick. They have a good thing. Plus, you've got this branding package that's just fucking wonderful. Like you, you got like the whole nine yards going on in terms of what I perceive as being like a vision that you are bringing to light. And I think that is one of the more impressive <laughs> things about you. And why, anytime you want to come back on through on this channel, you are going to be fucking welcome to because yo, I think your Much mind is up. ridiculous. Such a Much smart person. Up. I really, Anyhow. I really, honestly, I really struggled with with finding that vision for a long time. I went pretty much my whole, the whole time that I was making music. Like I knew who I was as as a person, and like it always came out in my music. But that that whole like, you know how artists find that that one thing that they got that's theirs. Like right, I never right. really found it till I started fucking with this whole teddy bear shit with the pop stars and all that. Like I never really found it till I came up with that whole concept and when that concept came out it just like it just happened so naturally like i spent my whole time looking for something like searching like what am i going to do what am i going to use what is it going to be and it was never there until it came out naturally and that's that's really what it was is when that happened it just flowed out it just i fucking just came out one after the other it like all glued itself together as this one thing and like it's just it's just been so dope to do since then like i'm actually having a lot of fun with it and yeah so that's dope that you like the people are starting to recognize that like but i mean you know, like they can all actually see a little sample visually of like that side of your branding for how deep it fucking goes like look at the cover for funeral arrangements that i put in the top corner i put that there on purpose because a you can buy that shit on some merch, which we'll have linked below after the fact. Uh, it's not linked there right now. We'll get it linked in all the post uh, videos, etc. And uh, it's dope. It's fire, like pillows and all sorts of shit that you can get. And the color schemes just pop out. Like, let's be real. When you look at that funeral arrangements color, it looks like a lot of thought went into it, right? For sure. That's fucking fire. Like you just pulled out. Is that a Polaroid? No, that's fucking stickers, the sticker pack. Oh, shit. That's fire. So, yo, a yep. sticker right there with the cover. I mean, he's got them all, man. He's got everything he's done set up. But what I'm saying is just look at the detail that went into it. Like, you could probably spend a good few. Why don't you t walk us through the thought process that went into that cover? Why <laughs> those colors? All of that shit. Just to show the people what I mean. Okay. Well, I really like um, that cover was actually designed. Um, for a record that I had coming out uh, at the time 
I had a beef going with King Misery, and uh, it was actually a record called uh, Misery Loves Company that was coming out, and it just got to the point where it was like, I'm not going to waste energy on that, and I didn't want to put the record out, but I love the cover so much, and I was going with it, like, I really like a lot of these, these, like, neon colors, like, the greens and pinks and orange and shit like that. So I wanted it to be that. And the cover originally didn't have the bear in it. It was just the coffin. But okay. I didn't want to waste that cover. So I was like, I hit my um, my artistic director, as I call him. Shout out to Hugo. Um, and I was like, dude, I'm not wasting the cover. Change all the fucking the writing on there. Make it funeral arrangements. I want you to put a fucking teddy bear in the coffin. The teddy bear has to be the same color as the writing. It's got to pop like that. And then he came out with the fucking X-Out uh, eyes and shit. And I ran with that, you know? Um, so, it was really it was really important to not waste that art. It was so dope. And I just didn't want to, like, waste any energy on that. And since then, like, me and, me and Misery, like, completely squashed that. So it's, it's dope. Honestly, I'm happy to hear that. I like the idea of you guys not beefing. It's just simpler in life, in my opinion, if everybody can, like, you know, kind of approach <coughs> things for the city. So I think that's real mature of both of you. But I wanted to, like, I guess – sorry, I got a little distracted for a quick second there. Um, Listening to you describe all that, I wanted to ask you about album covers because I realized throughout my interview process, a lot of the benefit for the viewers is the more marketing fun decisions. Like why does Travis Bryant make these choices? Because you got like 20 plus years in the game. So your opinion, in my opinion, counts for some shit. So how important is the single art and the album cover to you? Because I don't know how much all of us think to the level of importance to it. To me, it's, it's absolutely important. It's one of the most important things. The packaging is... Is, is right up there with the music. Like a mu- music, presenting music is a full package. You know what I'm saying? Like your artwork's gotta be on point. Like the writing on the artwork itself is really important. If your shit looks all cheesy and corny, like you did it on fucking Windows 95 and shit, Microsoft right. Paint, like it, it's not legit. Like I see a lot of, I see a lot of big artists um, that don't really have the careers that they used to have, uh, who just put out ridiculously ugly shit. And like the other, I'm, I'm not going to say any names or anything like that, but I was somebody who's been in the game for fucking 35 years. Who's a majorly respected artist. You know, I just saw him drop a cover the other day and it was like, I like, I really, and to see who was on the record itself, I just couldn't even believe that the other person who was on the record, it's a hundred times bigger than this dude is even allowed for this shit to come out. Like, it's just really, like, it amazes me, baffles me that they would put out that level of <clears throat> of shit and be so unrealistic about, like, how ugly it actually looks, you know what I mean? Like, so for me, it's really important to present a whole package visually, uh, sonically, and all that, you know? It's got to be 100 for, it's got to be appealing. Like, if you look at the shit, you look at funeral arrangements, the cover, and you're like, I want to fucking listen to this record, you know? And if your I shit doesn't look like that, people are not going to want to fucking peep your shit. That's that's true, man. I definitely I definitely think that when I look at the cover, it makes me and especially with the purple, you may have noticed I've, I kind of set it on a purple light in my room. <laughs> I find it's just that choice in particular is inviting. That's what the purple is yeah, all about, purple. right? I rock with purple. I rock pink. I rock with like all that. Like it looks really good. 
It looks dope but, as fuck. Those totally are like just, probably my favorite colors. It definitely feels like you're trying to make yourself come off approachable when I look at that color choice. I really yeah, do. But, uh, <coughs> teddy um, bears too. You know what I mean? That's that's another thing. Like it's like I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I brought it up last time. But like the whole, you know, I was trying to get away from the whole this like black cloud that follows me, where like everybody's like, oh, this dude's this type of person or whatever. Like I wanted to get away from that. You know what I mean? So like the whole teddy bears thing, the friendly colors, shit like that. It's like the exact opposite of what you would think of when you think of that, you know, like right. this type of thing. So it's like, yeah, definitely. I'm trying to like change the whole, the whole image into making it that type of person isn't exactly what you may think he'd be. There's levels to this shit. You know, there's different, there's different, like peel it back like an onion. There's different layers to this shit, right? Fresh. Um, I did want to pivot back to something we were touching on before we did like our more official start. Uh, so we were discussing a little bit YouTube and why yep. you dislike YouTube. And I was hoping you could walk us through your thought process on it. What's your beef with the, the platform? Because I think all of us need to have more open conversations about platform choices and because it's part of marketing. We all have these are the tools before us. You're yep. doing quite well. So I'm curious about why you Starting would not choose YouTube for other places, etc. Um, the minute, okay, I never liked YouTube from the get. It wasn't like this. I was never somebody that was always on YouTube. Like everybody would mm. always promote YouTube and shit like that. I I was never with it. Um, not for any like. It was just like whatever. It seemed corny to me. Um, then I started noticing how just people put anything random shit on there with like I, I would notice like artists putting fucking kitty cat videos and like with hashtags and shit like that to bring views to themselves okay yeah granted whatever it's like a way to get people to watch but it's it's fucking retarded and then i'd be looking for records and it'd be like all these not the fucking record that i wanted you know and it's like there's just so much of that shit that like they have no filter while they filter everything it's really fucked up. Like, no, that makes I don't, sense. I don't like the way they presented everything. And then, like, <clears throat> YouTube also has a lot of stupid fucking laws and rules that go against, like, they'll censor your shit. Um, they'll put 18-plus tags on there. Like, homeboy no can do. His video just got fucking taken, or they put up 18 plus or whatever on there. Uh, so, you know, not everybody can access the content. They like to censor shit when they see that it's uh, not following their the mentality that they want to push or whatever. Sort of like, kind of like Facebook, you know, like there's a lot of blocks on people's shit. And it's just when you talk your real shit, they're going to block it. And I don't really fuck with that. I don't like fuck with a platform that's going to take away from what I'm doing to make it their vision of conformity or whatever, you know? Um, right. So like, and, and at the same time, I was like, why should I fucking give YouTube um, my traffic when I could just bring it to my page? Mm. You know? So like, I started with the No Damn Good video and that like within a week had like I don't know, 10,000 views or something like that on Facebook. And I started to see that it was all positive shit, you know? Like, 
people can't dislike your shit on Facebook. But right. I mean, that video didn't seem to have anybody like everything was so positive. Like all the comments, like it was a different group of people. Like anybody who lived in NDG, like from 60 year old fucking ladies to whoever the fuck any, as long as you was from DG and you saw something in the video that you related to, like people have been like, Oh, my phone booth, my this, my that, you know what I mean? Um, so it was like a bunch of different people and it was all positive reaction. So I started yeah. seeing like a way to cut all the negative shit out and just have it be like, when you check my music out, you see positive shit. There's the, yeah. there's like nobody on there talking shit and I'm not on there talking shit back. So it's like, it's, it's all love, you know? And I think that's, that's dope as opposed to like you go on YouTube and it's just a bunch of fucking cornballs that don't know shit about shit, talking shit about some next shit. So so that's really interesting, I think, if we want to just unpack that for a quick second, right? Because what I think you said there that we can all take away from is you made a song about NDG, which is the local hood, right? And you put in the yeah. video a lot of NDG shit. And let's be real. We played that before. It's a positive fucking vibe, right? So obviously, And then you push that. On Facebook, which does have localized options, but to like NDG groups, whatever, whatever. And so all this NDG cats who are invested in seeing a positive thing on NDG, they just want to see that. Who doesn't if you live here? And they yeah. fucking gave you love. Now, what did that do for your branding? The bigger takeaway is now when people see this video and come across it, it looks fucking good. There's just a lot of love. I have videos on YouTube with a crazy like to dislike ratio. And I'm learning a little bit that like, yo, if you have like 200 views and like a bunch of dislikes, unfortunately, there is going to be a branding impact on that, whether you like it or not. For sure. And it's like people, people do stupid shit. Like they, they don't like uh, certain artists don't even think about things like that, but you got, you, you know, like you just said, you got, there is an impact. Like, um, you're not gonna, no, people might not want to check out your next thing. Mm. You know? Uh, so to me, just cutting all that negative shit out, um, it's a better look. And it just, and, it, and you know what, for a person like me, I'm gonna tell you something. Fucking firecracker is not the word. Like I snap on remote controls for looking at me funny. You know what I mean? And it's like, I, I don't have time for all that. Like I noticed that it's like, I'm at a point where I just really like, I don't like to, I don't do the drama shit. I don't want any, like I got too much in my life going on, losing, you know, losing families. This whole fucking COVID shit is going on. You know, your Christmas lockdowns and things like this. It's like, we're in fucking jail and we're not in jail, bro. So it's yeah, like, it's fucked I, up. Right. You know, so it's like there's already so much going on uh, with us that it's like I don't have time to be snapping on some dumb shit like that. I got work to do, you know, like I got to make records. I got to do this thing with you. I got to go, you know, like I have no time to fucking have all this negative energy going around me. So I'm trying to cut the most of it out. Sometimes it comes out and like, I'm, you know, like I'm human. So I go through shit. Right. And right now I'm, I'm going through it. So it's like. You might see me say one, two things here and there, but in general, I'm really just trying to be, um, trying to cut all of that out and just, you know, uh, be positive and make the music I'm making. And that's why this whole, like the whole DG, um, the fact that people can relate to it. I love it, you know? And yeah, you can relate to it because yo, you know, you from there or you kick mm. it there or, you know, that, Hey, 
that's home for this the, the neighborhood that I related to the most and the experience the most in my whole in my whole life I've lived in a lot of different places but that's the spot where uh you know I settled down I, I so stopped ground like, my, my daughter was born there uh you know that's where me and all the homies got down and did our thing so and and when I was a kid coming up like that's why I would go see shows at that's why I would go kick it with shorties like you know, we used to go get shorties from Villa and this and that, and, and like yeah, that's what we used to do. Like it was that's that's what it was. So I always had the attachment with DG. It was never like so. Yeah, I definitely read that all day, you know. And and I that's a positive thing. And like also like this teddy bears pop star shit. Like I'm happy doing that. You know what I mean? So like if I'm happy doing it, really you're not gonna come fuck with my my uh my bad. Uh, you're not gonna come fuck with like how I'm. You know how I'm feeling. Damn. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Oh. Yeah. So like, so like, basically, like, you know, I'm I'm feeling happy because of that. So I'm not trying to. You're not gonna. I'm not gonna allow for a lot of people to come. I'm I'm not gonna allow for people. What did it just do now? Where where? Are Don't we? worry. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, right. all right. All right. All right. Yeah. Don't worry, man. So like, you know, content. like I'm not gonna allow for people to come and rain on that because I already have so much crazy shit that goes on that I have to deal with that, that I have to kind of like put this block on the other side of shit and not allow people to do that. So like this, this shit makes me happy. So I'm doing that. And it's, and it's, and it's dope. So it's, it's a very, it's a very good time compared. Honestly, I really like that you said that just because like, I think it's important for people to share just how they're coping, how they're trying to make the positive changes in their life. Right? Like, a lot of dudes out there want to act like maybe being hard all the time is the funny shit in the world. I don't know. I oh, used I to try that. to be like that all the time. I used to try to be all tough guy. I wasn't. I'm not even a tough person. But now I'm just trying to learn, grow. The world kind of makes you like that, though, bro. Like, I'm not even going to lie. I know a lot of people that over the years have just been pushed to some shit. It's like right. the world spits on you so fucking much constantly. And there's just so much shit. You know, like, but there's like, a lot of dudes that was just like, not violent people and not um i said it on one of the records that i got coming out called product of my environment like mm. like maybe you do a robbery because you fed up a starving it's time to eat fix your place and, and fix your face and fix me a plate while you at it sometimes you're rolling with killers and other days only addicts like it's like the world the world will force you into some shit that you not might not necessarily be a part of you know like you just said like i'm not a fucking but yo shit happens and people just like feel certain ways you know so like i can't really it's like don't go getting yourself into no shit because other people is real fucking crazy i'll tell you that much like and i've been through it like i've been the crazy bastard and i've been gotten by crazy bastards so it's like you know but what i love about what you're doing but the fact that you're putting it out out there right like listen i've been watching your shit you you're you're pretty much one of those guys that when you post it hits my timeline at this point um because you post interesting shit so let's say 80 percent of your posts show up when you're not in facebook jail or whatever um and uh i feel like you make a huge effort to put that out there like i mean if we want to even just take a look at it just your obsession with dua lipa like it's it's why it's fascinating is because you sincerely love this shit and what you're doing is you're sharing a fucking passion with us now let's be real that's like a part of you that you're putting on display and it complements the bigger image of your brand let's be real it totally fucking fits in but it's sincere and that's 
How are you supposed like, to hate on a guy like in Dua Lipa? That's a ridiculous thing to hate. <laughs> yo, and, and the fun, like the funniest shit about that is like, yo, this came up because like, like I said last night, like people don't like. In, when I was in jail, like I wanted to hear, like I didn't want to hear fucking exhibit in my ear and DMX in my ear, like I did, but like I don't want to. Like I'm falling asleep at night, and I want to hear some shorty with some nice voice singing to me. So like the Demi Lovato albums and like Dua Lipa shit. That like yo, I, that's why I was like falling asleep to every night. Listen to that, have a nice shorty in my ear, so I'm not like you around testosterone all fucking day, sweaty, stinky ass fucking dudes. So I was trying to you know have some, and that's that's how really that started. Like I started really listening to them like a lot, and then you know I came home, and that's what I was listening to too, and like more and more and more and more every day, and like not that I never did before, because it was always like like. I've always been a Rihanna fan. I've always been a Christina Aguilera fan. I always liked Britney Spears when I was younger. Um, mm. So, and Yo, even further you... before that, before that, I used to like Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey and Paula Abdul and all that shit when I was a kid, you know? So, like, there was always, like, attraction to female pop stars. Like, I always, like, thought they were the dopest, you know? But, you know, I, I pretty much always just always listen to rap and punk and, like, so it was kind of like fitting of the life that I lived, but I was never the type of person to hide the fact that I liked TLC or fucking Mariah Carey or Britney Spears or now Dua Lipa and Demi Lovato and Madison Beer and all this. Like, and her, I just discovered. Apparently, I found out yesterday she's like a Justin Bieber artist or something like that. And she's like yeah, super not... young, but she's hella dope. Like, I didn't even know she was a singer. I thought she was like a fucking Victoria's Secret model or some shit. And then... <clears throat> Kind of find out when I was at work, working in uh on a dock, and like I was listening to my Spotify playlist that I made, and like this song came up, and I was like, "What is this?" You know, and uh, fucking yeah, they just added her. I thought it was Rihanna because like that specific song, especially, just really sounds like her. like identical in the production and everything. So I thought it was her, and I went and looked, and it was her, and that's how I discovered who Madison Beer is. Fair enough. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I don't really follow the pop female sphere as much as you do, but like you seem like you stay heavily invested in it. Do you like follow the news and the, that kind of stuff? Like, are you invested in pop culture as a whole? Like, do you follow it? Um, to a certain extent, yeah. I mean, I know a lot about it. Not, I wouldn't say that I follow it. It just kind of falls around me. Like, I just, I know a lot about shit like that, but I know a lot about a lot of shit. That's the thing. I'm very like all over the place with stuff, you know? Like, at least the base of it. So, like, I can pretty much get in the room with a lot of people, you know? Right, but, yeah, right. I mean, pop culture, I definitely, I, you know, I I collect Jordans. So, you know, that's pop culture as fuck, you know? Um, fucking, I like these pop stars. Like, I always have. Like, I, I was always, like, somebody like Pamela Anderson and, like, all these, you know, whatever the fuck, like, but do you like all watch all the? Uh, do you watch the interviews? Do you like follow their socials? Are you like yeah, all, all all their IGs and like yeah yeah all of them for sure. Uh, IG and like some of them on Twitter, depends. Um, but yeah, definitely do. Like, the, I go through phases where like I'll be really into like uh, watching a whole bunch of shit and uh doing research on it and then it'll just be that'll fall out and i'll just like you know listen to music or like 
have merchandise or shit like that. But like, yeah, I guess, I guess you could say because like I, I've always liked music and and actors, so you there's there's definitely interest in them and what they do. So you know, like just like I would fucking watch an interview with you know Tech Nine or Snoop Dogg or whoever. Um, I'm gonna watch some of their shit, but I really have to be interested in the person. It can't just, it's not just gonna be like everybody, you know what I mean? Like, so I can, both, I can say that I definitely watch Dua Lipa shit, like, that's that's for sure. I mean, but that makes sense, right? Because even if you look at Tech Nine and Snoop Dogg, they're both into presentation, right? Like, Snoop Dogg is very in control of his image, he knows exactly what oh, the fuck he's doing. Snoop Dogg is, is the is biggest pristine. brand in hip hop. Snoop Dogg is the biggest brand in hip hop, and so is Tech Nine. Tech Nine is the biggest independent. Right, Strange music talk. is so well branded. Right, let's Strange talk music about is... that. Sorry. So yeah, elaborate a bit more on that. Yeah, like Strange music is so well branded. Their merchandise is everywhere. All their artists is like the. I mean, he's got a fucking car wash. He's got uh, Caribou Lou liquor. He's got his merchandise game is crazy. You know, they have, if you see the size of a strange music uh, warehouse, it's fucking ridiculous. They have strange land. They're going to be doing it like, like he's so well branded and and like, yo, they have everything like, and then Snoop Dogg has shows of Martha Stewart, like everywhere, every in everywhere in the world, you could be in fucking the middle of the jungle and they will know who Snoop Dogg is. You do not know if you. Don't know who Snoop Dogg is. There's 84-year-old grannies that know who Snoop Dogg is. 100%. Without That's a doubt. Fair. From every culture in the world. Snoop Dogg is the fucking brand. And Tech 9 as an independent artist, is branding himself quite fucking well. You know what I'm saying? So your He's lady friend, Bunny, who's that. watching through Kanye's name in, how do you feel Kanye's brand is as far as giant global influence? Uh, it's ridiculously huge. Kanye is like so influential on people, uh, and they don't like amongst hip hop, like in in that scene, like people like to shit on him a lot. But if you really like, I spoke about Kanye last night, and like I think he's, I completely get everything Kanye says. You can hate on whatever he says, but I completely fucking get him. And it's when he's not saying that shit that I think something's wrong with him that they're trying to fuck with him. Um, and I believe that like he does a lot. He's doing a lot of positive shit these days, and like. People um, are trying to put like a, a a dark cloud on that, and I and I can't really fuck with that. I think he's doing a lot of positive shit. Like I agree. Honestly, whether you I like agree. it, and, and he's invested. Like he he turned his his company with the help of his wife. He turned that shit into he became a billionaire. Like from going from being like you know bankrupt to that. And like that's really and he's and he's giving back to communities constantly. Like, yo, these people don't like like Kim's trying to get people out of jail, this and that, you know, she's using her influence to do that. And I think what they're doing together is like pretty is is pretty deep. Like they're 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 you know, there's a lot of people that don't do as much as they do to get a whole lot more credit for just some dumb shit just because they I don't know, like um work for a you know, because they're on one side of things and not the other side of things because they haven't gone with that certain person yet. But I'm just, yeah, Kanye, I get what he does. I completely I, get it. 
No, but I, I completely agree with you. I mean, I definitely think he's, his presidential play is legit, and I think he has a bigger chance than most people want to admit. Um, I mean, he never had a chance now, but no. what he did. I mean, so, so it, here, would have to, it would have to grow, like, immensely for him to get to that. young, right? So he's I mean, got f four years. So he's now a billionaire, right? Now, you got to just think about what Donald Trump just kind of unlocked a little bit in terms of maybe some trickery with some branding, right? Now, I don't know for a fact it can happen, but he put his name into the conversation knowing he was going to yeah. lose. But now it's legitimately in the <laughs> conversation and people sincerely voted for him. And he, he, they did. They turned out for him. It wasn't the fucking same amount of people that turned out for, for the other two. But So now imagine. For him to even have that amount of votes is really crazy. Like, so now like, imagine wow. he he spends the next, I don't know, four years, four years sincerely pushing, eight, that? pushing that three billion or whatever into 300 billion. Let's say he pulls that off or something crazy and then he puts in a bid. I, I just I mean, like, why? It's not impossible. If you're at three, you can make it 300. <laughs> it's not like it might. It's not like a guarantee. Right. But I just no. feel like people don't necessarily look at that side of life very much but i mean if you got a real network in place like that you're basically as powerful as most of the other political machines in the game we're okay. saying you don't know if he's willing to go through the steps i don't know if he, like he by now he probably understands what it is to be uh to have to be that person but that person like signs a lot of shit and has to get with a lot of people in order to be that big of a person you understand like there's a lot yeah. of shit that goes into that you don't just become that dude you know there's there's a lot of uh there's a lot behind it so i don't know if he's if he's ready i mean owning a company like he does and being as successful as an artist as he does he's seen a lot of shit and like look how he's taking on the whole contract aspect like he's really going at them you know yeah. he trashed just, everything just for the people just for the people who don't know, why don't you break down how the masters work, how that situation is broken up, and what Kanye is actually doing, and why it's a fucking positive to thing? To be honest, I don't know. Like, I don't know all the details. I read a lot of the tweets. I overread some of the fucking, some of the. But you know, the shit was so long and detailed. Like, I would have had to sit there for fucking a while to right. actually look at all the break. It was like super so detailed. We, we can we can add the disclaimer they, that they none of it is fact. Jay-Z sold his masters to Jay-Z sold Kanye's masters for the first six albums to fucking I think Universal. Mm -hmm. Um so that's fucking crazy. Those first six albums, like, damn. That's a lot of fucking so they own that and he's trying to get all that back. Because basically that uh, means he's trying Universal. to get it back to other artists to like he really wants to change the way the way that's done and how those contracts are done because that's because that uh, basically it gives <laughs> universal the right to do whatever the fuck they want with those yeah. recordings oh yeah for 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 like for as long as they own them that's theirs they can do what they want they can sell them off they can fucking bro the possibilities are endless what they could do to that they can give them to people but it's just they own all your song right all of them. Yo, it's fucking it's like, nuts yeah, no, but here, work, here's an know? example of how that could like manifest. You as an that artist, work is may... priceless. You feel me? That that work is priceless, and and in the business, you put a price on it. You know, mm. and uh, 
And then for them to own all that hard work, because believe me, it's hard work. And uh, mm. they own it. And they, they're not like living it. off of it. Your kids are not living off of it. Um, you're, you know, you can't do shit. You're, but also go you're back. basically working. Okay, yeah, you have a lot of money and this and that, but it's not, I don't know. But like you if you want to consider, but consider even the branding, right? So you brought up how powerful control of your image is. What this really means is they can take Jesus walks and they can put okay. it in whatever commercial for whatever product and sell it out however they want. And I picked that song because it's such a ironic choice to use in a capitalistic move like that. But they can do what the fuck they want with that recording. That. I wonder if Jesus walks was in a commercial. Honestly, oh. I don't know. But like, yeah. The fact is Universal could, you know, they could take their movie, whatever movie. They could make a movie that mocks. I'm, I'm not saying they would. This is all hypothetical. They could have put it in the Passion of Christ. They could do whatever the fuck they want with it. And that's the actual impact on our brand. And now the problem is, is down the line, people don't really understand how this works. So your average person is going to be like, fuck Kanye for doing that. And really, he's sitting here trying to get control back again. But people don't necessarily. Oh, that's, that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you, there's a bigger picture to everything, bro. There's like, it, this shit is so, it's it's complex. And that's what like, people don't get when you're at that level. Like, yo, Kanye's level is on a level that you're not. You know, Drake and Kanye and Jay-Z. And I mean, these people live in a fucking different world than me. I don't think people understand that. And everybody, everybody's so quick to be like, oh, yeah, you should have been did this. You should have did that. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? It's like, what the fuck do you know? Like, I don't know. I, don't know. I, know, I know that, like, when you have to pay people for positions, your perspectives, even if it's small scale, right? Like, let's be real. You pay a designer. You pay this. You pay that. All these people <coughs> involved, yeah. in a sense, are depending on you to deliver on your end of it, right? Oh, so yeah. it, it adds this exp and, and I didn't understand that before I started really working with people and before people okay. may go, yo, you got to make this work. Otherwise, all of our time is wasted. We could have put our time into other shit. And I don't know that everyone that would have this kind of conversation in regular life has an understanding of what it means to make a choice based on branding <laughs> rather yeah. than personal and choices and things like that. Yo, your shit affects a lot of people too, you know? It's like, what do you mean by you that? Gotta think, you got to think of how many fucking jobs that count on his decisions. Mm. You know, so he's got to look out for everybody. Yo, hold up. And Spades, one of our dudes in the, the chat, checked it, and Jesus Walks has been in at least two commercials. Oh, shit. What up, Spades? But, um, what are you saying? Yeah. He'll hear that in like a couple of seconds and respond in a little bit. But yeah, sorry to cut you off. It's good to interact oh, with good, the people yeah, watching. No, I'm saying, like, I wonder if Jesus Fox was ever in a commercial. That's like, because that's, I wonder what those commercials were. Yeah, do you know so which commercials they were? If you if y'all can check that, we'll we'll come back and pivot back to it because it's such an ironic point. Like the whole point of that was to create a different kind of song about something real, in the yeah. like saying that like everybody out there is only going to bump some materialistic shit. So it's like considering everything else on that album, man, literally everything else on that album makes more sense to fucking put into a commercial than that one track. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can see them using it in a fucking Coca-Cola commercial. One was no promoting way. a church. He says that's fucking one whack. Was, 
<laughs> promoting Why a church. That's hilarious. I mean, like, I guess that that's like, I don't know. It feels weird to be stills. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm telling you, like, that's the type of shit Coca-Cola uses in an Olympic commercial. Yeah, that makes total sense. But if Universal has it, it becomes a little more possible because psh, they just yeah. put the right amount of money in and people will sign that check, especially with the state. Although, yo, the music industry is on the up and up as far as dollars go. I was pretty surprised to see how everybody seems to be making a lot more money these days than they were two, three years back. So I actually want to ask you a question related to that. You went to this Dua Lipa virtual event. Can you tell us a bit about what that is? Because, I mean, and then after that, the follow-up would be, do you foresee this being a threat to the conventional live experience? Because I don't know anyone that's actually put down money to go to one of these until you. That was, that was the, the first one. From, from my knowledge, that was, like, pretty much the first one that they did. And, like, and now Tech Nine's doing one. Yeah. Um, $20 or whatever. So it's pretty fucking affordable. Yeah, like her shit was that price too. Like it was like I, I got the like advanced um ticket or whatever that you got like before and after footage or whatever. And right. um that was like twenty five bucks. So it's a like an exclusive experience and like her shit was like it was crazy. There was like different sets. It was shot like you were there, like basically. Especially when they did like this like it was like a little club like around a DJ booth and like a small impact, like a small group of people right there. Like, and the way it's shot is like, you're fucking right there. And it's not even no virtual reality shit. Like it's just shot like that. And it looks like you're there. And like, there was mad different sets. And then like Elton John busted out in the rocket man out of nowhere. And uh, like, it was kind of crazy. It was like super dope. And, and like, I'm a fan of her music, so her performance was fucking on point, and like she did like a lot of records that I really liked. So I was like, "Yeah, this is fucking hype. This is dope." And like, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, that was it. Was it was worth twenty five bucks? Like I don't really like um, buy a lot of. I mean, because of this whole whatever uh, pandemic thing that's going on, like I've been spending a lot of money online, a lot. Like a lot of kicks, a lot of shit for like music and like investing in myself and like buying a lot of clothes or whatever. Like, so I've been doing a lot of that. And um, yeah, so that wasn't before that, I didn't really see like pay to watch shit online or whatever. But like, I guess now it's like kind of like a, a way of life almost. It's kind of crazy because I mean, even like I, I, I like signed up for like all these Amazon Primes and shit like that because you're always at the crib, like you're always home and like. So yeah, I guess it's becoming a way of life. Well, is it gonna be a threat? No, because people are dying to get out there, bro. Like people want to go out. People need that human contact. You know what I'm saying? Like, but not everybody on that. So I want to like just challenge that idea a little bit. Not. So I believe that there's a baseline human contact level that six months after, because yo, COVID ends, the first two three months, that's not real. That's going to be literally everybody goes out. That, that that includes me. And I don't like going out. And I'm going to want to yeah. go out. I'm going to be like, yeah. fuck it. I'm going to a club. I don't even give a right. shit. Why? Because right. we've been locked up. So I think right after COVID ends, we're going to see inflated fucking numbers and shit. But what I'm yeah. curious about is if the baseline after COVID drops permanently because some other people's end up going, you know what? Because I saw your post. Your post included you ordered food. You chilled out yep. at home. 
It was a whole yep. vibe that was relaxed, but basically hit you in a good way because you still enjoyed yeah. the experience. Yeah. So now I don't think in the youth end of things, it's going to be like that. But on the older end of things, do you think there's going to be a baseline dip where maybe some of these people will be less willing to put down 400 to go to the bell center versus 25 yeah. for the live stream? Yeah. I mean, Hey, that, yeah, that's not that crazy of an idea. You know what I mean? Like for sure. I think that people are definitely going to go with this anyways. A lot of people already don't like going out, you know? Like, look at me. Like, I'm just not a go-out type of dude anymore. Like, and I used to live out, live at bars and like this and that. And I just don't really do that anymore. It's not really the life I want to have anymore. So, um, already with, like, people like me, that's, like, from the experience that I had, I'm like, mm, yeah, that's kind of dope, right? And, and you won't always, like, let's say that artist might not always be able to come to where you're going. You know, like, I know, like, game can't get to Canada. You know what I mean? Mm. There's artists that can't get it. They can't cross the border. Like, like, Jeezy, last time he came here, they shut his show down before it even happened. So, like, there's certain artists that, like, people like and they want to, like, I would pay for a game, um, a game live stream. For sure. Because, like, I've, since his first tour, like, he hasn't been able to come back. So, mm. that's a whole lot of albums and worth of material that I'd like to see him perform. But I think you just touched on something fucking huge, right? Because I didn't even think about the fact that there are certain artists I literally can't <laughs> see because they can't cross the border, so they can't actually come here. And that's yeah. kind of big. Now, one of the things, like, we're doing this live on Twitch because the fact is maybe today and now the channel's not popping. We're in the infant stages. But a year from now, when you're back, we're going to have X number of concurrent viewers, live chats happening, moderators feeding me questions. Like, this has the potential to be, like, I don't even need to ever have somebody come into my crib again because the truth is it's better to do it all digital. And this is what I'm seeing in the interview sphere as I'm learning how all of this works. But... The side note is I can take this on tour one day. So while I'm still doing it all live, we just do it in a bar one day. So it's the literally we do this conversation. So I feel like the real thing that's going to happen is this hybrid shit. So imagine your tour, right? You go on tour to all the big cities. And why you want to do this is because you get that feel. What how much? And you can charge like 700 fucking dollars for your tickets now. You can charge crazy stacks because it's almost so exclusive. It's rarer to get the fucking live experience. But now you have to put real production value in because you know that what you're really doing is selling that live stream every fucking tour. So everybody always gets to watch every, because you know, there are people who would literally watch, especially in the younger end of things, every oh, yeah. fucking live feed. Uh, they would put $25 down every time. Now, if Jake Paul has taught us anything, it's that there is a lot of money to be made in this world. Look at uh, how much... Yo, let's be real. The Paul brothers brought more attention to boxing for cats like me than like anybody else. And I say that because I don't give a fuck about boxing, but I know what happened in that Tyson fight because Jake Paul was there. And that's the truth about the situation. So y'all like... Yo, that, that knockout... I don't know. I mean, I just... Not... For me... I mean, I thought it was funny. I thought it was great that it made the news. Like, it made the news that Jake Paul won. Okay? Like, you got to understand, nobody in my side of the internet, the comment... The, who, who do you... They call him the YouTube... The YouTube guy on my, on my post? Yeah. Well, it basically is a YouTuber. 
and he does a bunch of bullshit and nobody fucking likes the guy in the YouTube world. People can't stand him. So honestly, people showed up to watch him get knocked the fuck out, but he won. And now that's good for YouTube because the next YouTuber, this guy KSI, is trying to make YouTube boxing. Because, yo, these guys basically... about this, this, this world of, like, YouTubers kind, and, like... So commentary channels are kind of like battle rappers a little bit. They all come and do their shit, and then they all dogpile each other, and they come at it, they research, and they make videos about each other. And it's fucking nuts. And then they, a bunch of them started yo, rapping for some reason. Like yo, I could yeah. never live like that. Making videos about, damn. it's it's nuts, dude. I, but here's the thing: I watch it like candy. That's what I watch on I YouTube, dude. I oh, can't help right? it. These videos are like 30, 45 minutes. I throw it on, and it, cause yo, it's my my look. My day job is brand reputation control. You wanna understand how to control reputation? Watch gossipy people gossip. You'll figure out everything everybody does wrong about everything, right? So to me, it's just market research for my day job, and I kind of love it. So it's a guilty pleasure. I get to indulge, but it's productive because it helps me do my job. But, um, yo, they'll like fucking whatever. They, they like don't like Jake Paul. He's an asshole is the, the main point of all of that. And that community will fucking not like you and go at you. So Jake Paul getting the shit kicked out of him is something a lot of people would find to be a very exciting thing to watch. And then Jake Paul wins. And it was just like, the it's just the weirdest shit ever. Because now it legitimizes him as a boxer in some regards to the eyes of a lot of people. Whether or not he is. Because this shit's all smoke and mirrors. And it's fucking nuts, dude. It's like, yo, YouTube is a weird fucking place. It is weird. I love it, I but it's fuck fucking it. weird. I don't, I don't fuck with YouTube. Like, I don't like it. Like, I would... Nah, I can't, I can't YouTube. Let me ask you a question though. Would you TikTok? Are you a TikTok kind of guy? I, you know, like, look, that thing has changed a whole lot since it was what it was. Like, my daughter used to like, like, fuck with TikTok when it was musically. So, like, I've been knowing about this shit for a very long time and seen it through the stages. I've never been on it till, um, when was it? A few weeks ago. Like, and I just like. I still haven't even really gotten into it. Like, um, I added, like, you know, Dua Lipa and, like, my daughter and, like, fucking you guys, I guess. And, like, you know, like, whatever, Snoop Dogg, Will Smith and shit like that. Um, but, like, I haven't really started, like, making videos and shit. I guess, like, look, it's, like, another standard. Again, like, you know, like, you limit yourself if you don't have these things. Right. So, like, it's kind of, I just kind of have, like, even if I'm not active on it yet, I at least I have like the fucking like you know the Teddy's after dark thing. It's there, you know. Right. You can find me on it. Even if I'm not really there yet and present on it, like I'm there and and, and everywhere else too. Like I just started using my Snapchat again. Um, yeah, it's a, a smart choice, ago. man. I mean, so people. I'm back, on, I'm back on Snapchat. Because um, like uh, Snapchat has the fucking what you might call it the the one that like you fucking play and it tells you what song it is shazam or whatever so that's built into snapchat and yeah. so like and that's, that's it actually it. Like, yo, i was just saying like people in 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 japan and fucking mexico city like i looked at my uh apple stats this week and it gives you the shazams right so um yeah i got a, a hell of shazams in fucking mexico city and in, in tokyo this week so that was that's pretty fucking dope, dope. yeah honestly it is um you know but i i, I bring it's up like, and it's never it's never the records that i think is going to be like um 
Tokyo was like it was like six six Shazams for Nassau in Tokyo. Like that's a record that I did with uh with Jungle. Uh and the other one was I think it was Smile in Mexico City. That tune's pretty so, big though. Yeah, it is. That, that record did numbers, but um yeah, that's not so unexpected, but just you know the Shazams, because it's like everywhere, like people like but in yo, the most I, places. So I bring up TikTok though because um, they did two uh, pretty interesting things recently that caught my attention and kind of like you know when shit catches your attention you you know it's worth talking about a bit. So one is Miley Cyrus did her album stream live on TikTok and released it to the world about an hour before it hit Spotify, and I thought that was big. She did her album stream live on TikTok an hour before it hit Spotify, and I was yeah. like, oh shit, because yo I know a dude who uh the other day he has 35,000 TikTok followers he does whatever does about 10 videos a day he was telling me gaming related rap related freestyles whatever whatever he made 400 in donations the other weekend and I'm like okay so imagine what the fuck Miley Cyrus's stream can pull in donations alone yo forget about it like that's that's what I'm 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 really like and then uh, the I'm, other I'm thing really not fucking with Miley right now like I'm I've been very vocal about not fucking so i totally understand that you may not like her but the move as a marketing move is fucking brilliant it's genius dog like what are you talking about that's ridiculous of course the the other side to tiktok in this this age is that like the break the internet type shit you know it really caught i opened the stream i don't give a fuck about miley cyrus's new album i had to look it was fucking not the greatest it was no like super quality. It was more like that shit on Spotify animation level from what I saw. Yeah. But it's still, okay. I opened it. It hit my fucking TikTok, uh, my notification me. The other thing is that TikTok is going to be testing out three minute videos. Because uh-huh. I think they realize that the average song length is under three minutes. And while a lot of people like that one minute shit and the little clips, imagine what you, because yo, at least one of the tracks you sent me in the emails that's not out yet is under three minutes. You could basically upload the entire music video to that shit straight to TikTok in the future if they wrote this feature out. The video's coming for that. <laughs> so it's kind of like, do you feel I that this know. changes Maybe how TikTok... That's crazy. Like, it's should drop the video on TikTok instead of Facebook. Okay. And then motherfuckers can that's grab your song now. Because, yo, I had this problem. The one minute for my Lose Weight track... Yo, the problem is, is that you can't get to the good part of the song in the little clip they fucking did. I don't know. I fucked it up when I distributed it or something. But the good part that I want. You got to choose the TikTok fucking part. And I forgot to do that. So if they make it three minutes, it kind of lets you go, okay, flip it up a bit. You know, you can have the whole track there, or at least all the parts you want there. And I don't know. I just thought it gave a lot of potential to marketing. And I feel like you're an open-minded dude. So would you be willing to fuck around with trying to get other people to be using your music as the backdrop to their TikToks. Because you got that kind of sound that people could be like using. I have no problem with people doing that at all. Like that's, that's kind of the whole point of that is like make, make me a fucking IG story and I'll post that shit, you know? Promote your record and they get their face out there or whatever it is. So I always tell people that, you know, if you're trying to do that, go ahead, do that. Since it's available now, there's been a few records that it's on TikTok. Like, uh, Pretty sure Good Life and like Darkness of My Soul, Funeral Arrangements, all that smiles on there. For sure smiles on there. Um, so, have you seen yeah, anybody make cool? 
Have you seen anybody make like cool TikToks out of your shit? I don't know about TikToks, but fucking I've seen IG stories and shit like that. People sent me like Facebook stories, IG stories, which is basically the same thing, you know? Um, yeah, so I've had a few of those, definitely. That's dope, man. And what about virtual reality? Because you brought that up before. So imagine you do a Lipa situation with a VR headset and you're like, I got told flat out because I have a VR. Yeah, like, I, don't really, I don't really do all that. Like, I, I haven't yet, so. But I'm like, you know, I'm not a video game dude. Um, but what if so it was I mean, like the concert? Not the video yeah, games. Yeah, I know, but like, I mean, there's limits to the shit that, you know, maybe, who knows? If it grew into something that was like, that was the only way to get it done and that's how people were living, well then like really, at that point, you really ain't got no choice, right? But, um, yeah, I'm not like, like I have shit on my phone, and like I'm, I'm usually dealing with my phone, so I don't really like go for that whole like big. I wouldn't really. I don't see myself doing no VR shit. Like I know you can already get it for phones, for so, like you can get the Samsung thing, the, the goggles or whatever, and like you can already do that. So I don't know. I'm not really. Uh, I got other shit to deal with. Feel me? Nah, I hear you. I'm man. trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be out there, being the one doing that. More than the one watching it. I really like what you said there. Um, and I respect that a lot. Personally, I'm very invested in the technology because down the line, I want part of my business model to be, yo, Travis, show up here. We got we to gotta do a show. Uh, you wear this suit and you put on your show, and motherfuckers are going to pay for it. And I know it's whatever, but yeah, the, world, the world I'm needs all sides of this. And... Of course, yeah. that's what I'm saying. It takes it to everybody got a fucking job to do. And if like not everybody's doing that job, then this shit's not gonna be dope, bro. And like there's so many different categories and shit that has to get done. Like that's why I'm like trying to build a team around around like people. Okay, let's talk about that. Talk about the need for a team and the different roles you think matter. I want to, as an artist, I want to concentrate on, on a few things. You know what I'm saying? And that's songwriting, delivery, better records, more content, make myself available for shit like this, uh, get my performance 100, get out there on the road, do shit like that, artist shit. I don't want to worry about booking it. I don't want to worry about fucking uh, creating the video, fucking like, and if I have a basic concept, cool. Then there's people that got to deal with the video. Like, I don't feel like doing that. Artwork, like, I completely give that to somebody else. But I'm like, okay, this is what I'm talking about. Like, and then they just go creatively. And then it's like, okay, do I like this? Yeah, okay, I'm fucking with this. Let's go. You know what I mean? I don't want to think of any of that shit. So different people have different jobs. And then there's, you know, promotion. Marketing has to get done in order for people to, like, see that the shit is out there. So when you see a dude like me and I'm not... It's not everywhere that it should be. Like, I mean, music is everywhere that it should be because that's, but like, I'm trying to take shit into my own hands now. That's why I did, that's why I made the Teddies After Dark store, you know, to go get that merch and shit like that because I wasn't getting any of that done from any of the places that it should have been coming from. So now I'm trying to build more shit. I need, I need, I need dudes to make shirts. I need like, every, every artist needs that. You need a promoter to book shows, like, you know, tour managers, everything is necessary to a team. Video guy, like a videographer is super important. 
you want to be able to shoot as much content as you can, even if it's not videos. Like, yeah, videos, but like not music videos themselves. Like just interviews and like low clips and shit like that. Like I don't want to have to take care of all that, you know. Like sometimes I'm honestly, sometimes I'm sitting here and like I gotta do like a little clip, like spit the track, um, and I just like can't get like I can't get it to look like what I want it to look like. I'm just like, why the fuck is there somebody not here doing this for me right the fuck now? Right. You know, that shit, like, it's important. So, like, yeah, you got to have dudes like that available that want to do just that, you know? So how would you find these people? Like, let's pretend that somebody watching yeah. this needs that advice. How does Travis Bryant give that advice? Also, big respect yeah. on the Fago. I'm a big fan of Fago. Oh, shit, yeah. That's my shit. I drink too many of those a week, though. Damn. Horrible. Um, I don't know, man. It's all been trial and error for me. You know what I'm saying? Working with different people. I've worked with a lot of different people over the years. Uh, they do what they do. I'm still dealing with different people for different things. Fair enough. So, so it's just there's relationships. A lot of people, there's a lot of people out there that work. Like, I know a lot of people that have put in work for me. Um because we work together, you know, like, and then there's people that I paid for shit because you got to pay for shit. And, uh, like, yeah, I have certain relationships with, you know, those different people. And, uh, I mean, I guess it's just from, from being in the scene and like experience, bro. Like 21 years of experience is 21 years of experience. You know? So eventually you meet people and you get to work. So it's really just a matter of time. Yeah, I mean, time, like, I still haven't got everything right with that, you know? Like, it's just every day, every day is more of that. Like, I try to get more shit done, you know? No, but now for a call from the last time we spoke, you try to take every single day and make sure you break it down that everything you do in that day is dedicated towards building your brand and making it bigger than it is today, whether it's yeah. creating. Do you still do the writing exercises that you said you did every morning? Yeah, I mean, it's not really every morning. It's like, it's every day, you know? But like, yeah, still do. definitely like last couple of days have been kind of kind of crazy. So I haven't really been writing um, as much music as I should have been, matter of fact. And like, I, I got a session tonight right after this, basically. I'm going to start recording my next album. And um, yeah, but I haven't written anything this week. But I do that like every day. Every day I write records like, it's really, uh, that's the thing is like, if I don't have that much content, like I was talking to Carly only the other day and he was like, well, why you have all this? Like, you're going to drop all these files. And I'm like, yeah, bro. Like right now. Yo, hold already I want to touch on that in a little bit, but on the real reels, I got to pee real bad. So I'm going to throw up the be right back screen for a quick minute. And I'm going to play your tunes while I do that. And then we can take a pee break if that's cool with you. So yo, tell us about your release schedule. This has been another fascinating thing that I've been trying to go into with each artist, right? So I mean, there are people who are doing full albums. There are people who are doing like singles with set amount of time between them. There are people who are doing like three tracks at a time. Uh, how do you see this and what is the, the smartest path forward for you in your opinion? I'm doing a bunch of different shit. So, um, I had, you know, I thought I was going to do it a certain way and 
because of a lot of other people and their shit, um, that didn't work out exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like the the whole Godfather album was supposed to come out. There was a whole process of rollout, pick singles, everything was supposed to be my this and that, fucking distribution, this and that and that and that and the other thing. And everything went fucked up with that. So I had to reroute a whole bunch of different shit. So I ended up, what did we do? I did, after Good Life, I did, All I Have came out. Cause I was like, yo, this Legend in the Making project gotta, it's gotta come out. It was ready, but I was waiting on a few different mixes. So I dropped All I Have as a single cause I already had the artwork done from before. Um, and also, that's where Fuck Your Feelings comes from. So mm. did the artwork for that because I was supposed to drop this project on the 25th of December, but I had to get it into the distributor by a certain time as they go through this Christmas shit. And um, I couldn't get that done because I'm still waiting on this damn mix from uh, the record with Justine. And that fucked up some more shit. So like, it's always like, but I have so many records and so much artwork done and so much shit recorded that it's like, I have options when some shit fucks up like that, you know, unforeseen shit. So like, I couldn't get the the legend to make it out. So I'm like, all right, put out the next single for it. You know, by the mm-hmm. time it'll be done, it'll be the, the singles collection instead of singles and B-sides really. But um, yeah, that's going to come out like right away after the new year. It's going to okay. be, uh, but Fuck Your Feelings comes out this week on the 9th. That's a good song. Um, yeah, it's very dope. So, yeah, I like it. Everybody's got that melodic vibe to it. It's got a harshness to it. You definitely, you know what I like about the vibe of the track is, um, it shows that, that was a four year process, bro. That four was a year four process. year to make that one four song. Year, four year process. Like I had, I had, I mean, like I don't, I can't even count the amount of dudes that did verses for that song. Okay, like everybody did a verse for that song. From S. Gats to Filex, fucking Paul Diesel, Frank Jump. Like, I had nine, ten verses from people. So I had so many different versions of the record. And I was like, it was a lot of dope material, but at the end of the day, I just felt like, first of all, I'm like, the, the original verse that I recorded for that record was on some, like, triple time shit. You know, like hella fast rhymes. And I just felt like I didn't want to do that verse anymore. Like I spit that song live so many times with the original, because I used to perform it live just like by myself and probably like with a, a one to an ex dudes because you can't really get all those people lined up. Um, but yeah, I was kind of fed up of it. And I was like, what am I going to do with this record? And you know, okay, let me finally put it together. So like I, I wanted to like, like yo, Roji and Carly on Brown, like that's the dudes that I like. All the first records that I made came out with them, like. So I was like, yeah, that's, I'm gonna go with my two, you know, my two day ones on that one, and Parafino, like I didn't want to waste that beat. That beat was ridiculous. It is. So yeah, I just ended up, on five legs, like yo, put together that version with Brown, and Roji, and. uh I did a new verse and that's what it sounded like now. Like took a record that could have been 
wasted and turned it to a current banger. Switched up my verse. I think that's what makes it really interesting because adaptability is important. Um, to look yeah. at music as a shifting landscape and understand that if you had dropped this thing with the older flows and whatever, the, the fact of the matter is it's not going to perform as well as if nah. you, because what you brought to the table, it, it fits with like next to funeral arrangement, right? So yeah. when I listen to a funeral arrangement, I'm going to put on fuck your feelings. There's like a cohesiveness to the two sounds that makes me want to yeah. listen to them next to each other. On top of that, the energy is the same. So on like the funeral arrangements tune, you come in with like this raw honesty on who you are. And on this next track, you're almost like, yo, if you listen to that one, and then you come listen to this. When I go, I'm about that real shit, fuck your fakeness, which is kind of a vibe that is across this track. It just adds that extra weight and authenticity to it. So your branding transcends the individual track and kind of moves into this story that kind of goes beyond it. So why I think that's interesting is because Look, we're in an era where like literally everybody can do every sound if they want to, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm being a little hyperbolic, but if you get enough people no, behind wanna, you. Like, that's it. You know, because I didn't want to put myself in a box as far as being an artist. Like, I spent so much time making a certain type of record. And like, before that, I, I made like mad different music throughout my whole life. You know, so it's like, if I want to, like, I wanted to enjoy myself making music, you know? So but I don't other... want to specifically like one thing. You know? But it's more like when I listen to all of this stuff, because I made this playlist, right? Yeah. Uh, a lot of shit I could find on Spotify that had your name on it that was there. All of it from like the Killing Them to whatever. All the tracks that you mentioned before, the one with Jungle, we, we were listening to it before. Okay. And what makes you interesting across these tracks is that you're you and it's your life out there and your experiences. Yeah. So it's almost like a movie that you break out between the different tracks so each new song is like it's a new scene a new chapter that is coming to it so that's what i find impressive about your branding it's because honestly your style doesn't matter there is some boom bap in there there is some whatever other things there you got the the rapidy raps you got the bars because you know the other one you sent me is a little more rappy i don't remember the name right now i'm sorry i think made or something it's a little more rappy yeah but it still fits it's got, and it's, it's got still like a, you it's got like a royce a royce type vibe to it and yet you play that next to funeral right and it's it just all, it all works because it you're does. consistent and i That's like what I'm that saying. it does work i can make whatever type of record and it's gonna it's still gonna be on point i'm, it's, I'm always gonna deliver it that's the thing about writing different type of records and i'm not gonna stay in like this fucking lane that like if if that's what I want, like, if I'm if I do that fucking, you know, if I make trap music, if I make pop music, if I make West Coast music, if I make boom bap music, it's all gonna sound. I'm gonna make it sound fucking ill. It's gonna be sound large. It's gonna it's authentic. You know what I mean? You can smell it. It's gonna sound you like you, that. and that's what that's I think it. is that's your voice. Your core voice is very consistent. And a lot of artists, and especially as I'm starting to, you know, because I started doing this and now I'm like, honestly, my DMs got hit up with a lot of new music. And I've heard a lot of people spit a lot of things and a lot of different quality levels. And I guess you stand out. First of all, who the fuck sounds like you? Like, and I mean that in a literal sense, like your voice sounds like you put time and effort into branding it in a particular way. So that just, you don't have to say shit like, you know who it is. You don't have to. You just start rapping. 
and it's very clear who the fuck it is. And that's something I have to commend you on. All right, but that's what's up. I like that. I like that, you know? Salute. Because, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely a voice that got developed because, I mean, I used to do a whole lot of rah-rahs on my shit, like almost chainsaw and it was like kind of like overbearing, you know? I didn't really fuck with it. And I did it for a while, and then, like, over time, like, I remember I got sick a few times, and, like, I smoke a lot of cigarettes and shit, and, like, over time, just the whole combination of that just made it this. Mm. So, yeah, and then I definitely, like, I, I started using it more on records. I remember I was recording, and I was sick, and that's what it came out sounding like, and I was like, yeah, that's fucking dope. So, kind of went from there, basically. All right, so what do you think about stuff like the current Grammy situation with everybody being like proper lyricist up for their hip-hop of the year? How does that make you feel right now, seeing Royce and them I mean, get the Grammy? I mean, I, I think that's really dope, but I don't give a fuck about award shows. Now, granted, I haven't been in that position yet. Um, right. But just wanting to be recognized for your music is fucking dope. I just don't know why so many in the hip hop world when when we know who and what the Grammys are and who like chooses the winners, what is based off and like I don't know why there's so much emphasis on it. You know? Okay. Like I don't know why why it should matter so much to them. To to so many artists. Like, yeah, I get it. It's the Grammys. It's that fucking thing. I get it. I'm not stupid. But why for hip hop like Hip hop never needed no recognition from nobody to be itself. The music, the hip hop, like it wasn't, it's not that. So it's like hip hop has its own universe, not mm. its own world. Like this is its own universe. It's taking over the whole fucking world. Hip hop is the biggest selling music in the whole world. So it's like hip hop runs the world. What the fuck you need the approval of the Grammys for? I see what you're saying. That's it just makes no sense. But I think it's cool for them. Like, Royce, if anybody, Royce deserves a fucking Grammy. The amount of material and how consistent he's been and just, I think he, honestly, I think Royce Fontana is the best rapper in the world. At this point, yeah. like, I listen to him a, and I think he's the best rapper in the world. Like, Can you elaborate just really, on that? Um, I, I've seen the evolution from Rock City to fucking to now and, like, fuck. He's just like, and he's so consistent and he's always dropping material and it's always ridiculous bars. And it's like, his sound is dope. He sounds good with certain other people. And he's always going to, and he's just getting better and better and better and better. His so words, like him, Crooked Eye, Joyner, Big Sean, like these dudes, like I listen to them. I'm like, yeah, that's fucking dope. You know, like, so I, like, I love hip hop in that way. So I think, I think these guys are like really, they up there, you know. So it's cool to see dudes like that, because like I get the, the amount of work that Royce put into his career and battles that he faced and shit like that. And I know shit ain't easy, like to come back from shit like that, you know. And so I seen I seen what he does, and it's like it's crazy. So like I get why he would be, and I like I saluted, like I I tweeted it out, you know. Salute to Royce for that. Like, other people got other people that they're stoked for. 
and that's cool for them. But I don't really get down with those other artists like that. So right. to me, it's dope to see Royce up there, for sure. And it's like con artist, you know, he gets, that's his label with him. Like that's all nominated, the project, you know, produced by him. So it's like, it's dope. That's really cool. It's dope for so what I like about who they chose is it's almost like everybody's old, right? And I'm gonna be real. I'm in my early thirties. Yeah, Nas is up there too, huh? Nas is up there too. I forgot about that. And then Jay Alec, he's not a young man either. Um, no, I don't really see. I don't really know any of his material at all. Like, so I can't even. I, I really that. okay. So like the last I've album heard that of I, him dropping is a big deal. That's one thing so, that I remember from throughout the years. So that I actually asked this dude because I made friends with a dude in New York City. He's my new New York City guy. So when I go, why the fuck does New York City care about something? I ask him now. And he basically broke it down like this. In the state of the hip-hop landscape of pop culture 2008 or 9 or whatever, basically, uh, J Electronica drops Exhibit C, which is, it has no hook. It's just bars. It's very in the spirit of classic golden era hip hop. And the entire song is basically a God body era tune that got radio play in 2009 hip hop next to like Lil Wayne's and shit. So to a lot of people, this is like, you know, a rebirth of the classic sound and era. So that was back then. Then he drops basically his, the album that's nominated now. I should know the name. I can't, I'm blanking on it, but I reviewed the project, right? So if you up on that 5% or shit and you really, really care about that era of that shit, you know, the stuff that inspired uh, the Wu-Tang and whatnot, right? Well, it no, is so much in that vein of positive black man thinking all in terms of that, again, God body kind of era bars empowerment and then jay-z is right there it's basically a jay yeah, electronica and jay-z album, album. Okay. and i liked it a lot content wise it's growing man giving knowledge rap music to the people hip-hop at its finest in that like spirit of knowledge sharing so i think it's pretty like a, a dope project is it sonically everyone's cup of tea is it even for everyone probably not but it is for the people it is for and it accomplishes its goal as an album for its audience. And I think that's a very important thing. Like everyone has their audience and they make their yeah. album for it. Right. Sure. And so I don't know if everyone's going to fuck with it, but I respected that album a lot. Like to me, I wasn't mad at seeing that there. Okay. Um, but yeah, but to me, yeah, like no. I look at it though, everybody's old. I think they're trying to communicate to like the whole world, not to like stop with this shit because truth is a lot of older cats are dropping projects to this very day so like being in your 30s it's like fuck it just now if you got bank now go now's the time to like fucking push because let's be real in your 30s getting bank and holding it's a little bit easier than in your 20s right and it seems like you're in a position now where you're able to invest in yourself which allows you to build all of this shit i mean i mean just it, it's just whatever i can goes into that you know it's like that's why it's it's like it's better to have it's better to have a team where everybody's doing it so the amount that you got to put into yourself there's people that can help you get to where you can actually do that you know what i'm saying right so that's uh, yeah definitely definitely putting money into myself like look all this shit costs money everything costs money you know, studio costs money. Recording costs money. Mixing, mastering costs money. Merchandise costs money. Uh, distribution costs money. 
So you got to put in. You're not going to get this shit like your shit's not going to get put out for free properly, you know? Um, so how do you feel about shit like Spotify, paying for Spotify? Let's talk about that because everybody's numbers dropped, right? Everybody yeah. put out their stats. Uh, so what I learned, and this is just because, I mean, certain numbers popped out at me. Uh, for the people with six figures, which I'm going to assume yeah. is paid placement, uh, the average listen was about 45 seconds, and the average listener consumed about 1.5 songs. That would be about yeah. what I learned. And let's say not necessarily songs, but repeat listens. So they would listen yeah. to one and a half. That's how the numbers just worked out, <laughs> the quick maths. How do you feel about paying for placement? Is it worth it? Do you think it's the move? Do you think it's like you have to do it? I, or? I, never, I never paid for, for any placement, so I don't know about um, all that. I know I put down money on Spotify, but it's not done like pay for placement. Like play, I was like Smile, for example, was on 35 playlists. Right. Um, those weren't paid for. They just got picked up. And they were playlists with like, I don't know, 13K followers, 20K followers, 6K followers. And it was getting between, like the highest playlist got me 6K, 6K streams off that. And then there was like, you know, whatever. Do you, but do you find so, like there's repeat listeners? There were definitely, like there was hours, hours and hours and hours and like thousands. Like there was, at one point it said for, um, at one point there was, 15,000 listeners listening to me at the same time. So that was pretty cool. Oh, no, not 15,000, 1,500, I mean, my bad. But like, yeah, 1,500 listening at the same time. Um, I, and do you feel like with the nature of the song, they were playing it like on repeat and like you could see this in the metrics yeah. after? Yeah, uh, what's it called? Um, Small got a lot of repeat. Uh, well, that, record, that record did very well. So the reason and I bring was, that up, it was being pushed with at the same time, like the money that I put was being pushed for like for that darkness, good life a bit, you know, like, so you can see, you can see it in those stats. Cause that's important, right? I just think it's like a, a little bit of a relevant topic. Um, I feel like a lot of people um, don't really realize that if you don't have people listening to your song more than once, that's not that's not necessarily like a good thing right like to me when i look at that i go yeah. yo nobody really was bumping that shit like my stats aren't good but i had six motherfuckers that had me as their top artist because they were respinning my shits and i was that's like dope. that felt that felt really cool that was a cool stat like to me that was like yo that seems like my streams don't even matter like that's way more important and so how do you feel about stats like that like does it, is it what are the most important things to you what the fuck like i just want to see big numbers Real love shit. it and i want to see i want to see followers too i want to see followers and like listeners i mean the monthly listeners on spotify is not so important i mean it's cool that you hit it but like it goes down it'll go up and down like consistent like if you're not like constantly dropping records with money behind them like i have records now that i'm like i'm gonna do like a, like i waited to um Put money on funeral arrangements because I know that I'm dropping fucking feelings and I know that I'm dropping another record, so I'm gonna just do all three of them at the same time. 
Mm. So like those numbers are gonna go fucking through the roof. And when No Favors comes out, that's gonna that's gonna do like a million. I'm gonna make sure No Favors doesn't matter. That's fucking interesting. And I say that because what you're saying is, first of all, you can always promote a track you have out. There's no reason that because it's been out for a year, you can't put money behind it. That's it. That's a, it's important, right? I think people need to yeah. hear that because sometimes you have it out. As you said, life pivots, things change, you have to adapt. But then you realize the opportunity of stacking these singles and how that would play into each other. And again, there is a cohesiveness to your sound, so it makes sense. People will become more drawn to you. Um, and then how does it work, though, for this Spotify, if you don't mind breaking it down? like I've never done hey, it. So I how don't, does... You know what? I, I, I trust who um, deals with that for me. Okay. Like, I, I deal with, you know, my management does that for me. So um, I like... I like what the results from last time. I like how it came back to me, like in other ways from people listening to the music. And right. I was satisfied with that uh, for the amount that was invested. And he has different options that he deals with. And I just let him do what he does. You know what I'm saying? And it hasn't, it hasn't not worked for me. So I have no reason to not fuck with it. That's really interesting. I don't really, I don't really know the details too much. Like he tells me, but like I really like I'm like yeah it like it comes in and like it sits there for like all right all right it's gone you know like I don't but the fact that you trust us but like you recognize first of all what you're good at what you're not good at you focus on the things you got to handle and then an important thing that even I'm learning at work my day job is you have to trust the people to do the things and so that's why you build a team bro like i'm not gonna build a team around people that i can't trust what do you feel about like a and r's and all that i don't really deal with i haven't really dealt with any a and r's i mean i dealt with a and r's like for past things but like i don't need to deal with that right now right now i'm not dealing with a and r's like i'm trying to i'm trying to make my brand so like i'm trying to build my shit you know so for now, them coming around is not fucking important. I'm not okay. shopping it like that right now. Like I'm, I'm really trying to build it to a level to where the branding is so big that the offers come in, and then I can fucking talk my shit. You know, sit down, have my people sit down with their people, and then we can talk. But do you for feel, now, uh, like, do you feel like more people are approaching it like this? I definitely. That's where I'm getting it from. I'm like, the branding is just so important. That's that's the age we're in. And especially now, like with um with this whole like the whole world's on lockdown shit. Um, everybody's buying shit from home. So buy have shit for them to buy. Have content. Have merchandise. No. And that's why I set up the merch the merch thing. I was like, I gotta find a way to make this you know, some kind of revenue and have people see my shit. Constantly. That's big. I, I didn't even like because like I've been sitting there thinking about merch, right? And I'm like, okay, how important is it to do it right now? But as you pointed out, it's currently holiday season shopping, and exactly. motherfuckers are at home. So and if I can get a couple different things, bro, like people buying sweaters, like last night after the right after the interview, like dude went and copped a uh, shirt. Like people have been buying backpacks, whatever. Like so, hey, that's what's up, you know? Like people want shit, and my shit, it, it looks dope. Like, no damn good thing is dope as fuck. And, and 
the way I made the shirts, you know, those are sick too. And I have two different, like my homie Sick Pat did some shirts for me too. So I'm going to be pulling out those other shirts that I'm going to have apart from the website. Fair enough. So definitely a worth it investment for any artist, especially because if you're trying to build your brand, you want to have it out there. But part of it is the look and feel, right? Like I feel like part of my checklist, right? There's a couple of bigger names I could hit up to do interviews probably right now, right? And then I started thinking about branding and how I look to these people and shit like that, right? Mm. And I'm like, we didn't even have a website. I'm like, oof, big, big mistake, right? That's up now. We got the website. Now I have to make the website look pretty. But yo, there has to be a shop. How are you fucking anybody if you're not selling something, you know? Like, this is all part of like, cause yo, I'm trying to present myself a bit more boss like And then I'm like, yeah. okay, so to do that, you actually have to be like running a company that's doing company things. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. So we started reformatting, I started building on my team more, et cetera, et cetera. So I really like, it hits me heavy what you're saying. I feel like it's important. Another thing that I think you do well, that a lot of people are struggling with is, you seem to be going balls to the walls on being an influencer. Meaning you're trying to take your culture and spread it to the world and influence the way things are dealing with the trends being involved so that people know that you are a guy worth following do you think that's true do you feel like you're an influencer um, maybe you don't like the I term feel, uh, like, like i feel like i'm definitely a personality you know what i'm saying like i'm i'm out i'm out there i'm not really like the average average everyday dude you know so right um i guess a bit more eccentric than your usual so like yeah i mean and now more so than ever now that i found that like that i've always been like confident in what i do but like the whole since i came up with this whole concept that i'm rolling with and like i'm really like i'm happy about it and i see the i see the vision and like other people see it too when you hear about it and when i describe it and shit like that gave me a next level of confidence in my shit so now like i'm really like i'm certain of what i'm doing like, musically and with this so putting that together and like spitting it the way I spit it to the world and like the way I'm, I'm presenting myself and speaking these days, like about shit, I'll explain it. And like, I think that's fucking dope. And it's like, um, yeah, I think that more, the more people um, see this out of me and like see um, what I'm talking about, they're going to feel it. And more and more it'll become that. I think so. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that that's, you know, there's already, few people that they follow my shit and they really like they show up every day to fucking see to see what what brand of bullshit i'm putting i'm pushing today you know that's that's my brand of bullshit and like uh, i sell it uh, well i definitely am included in a group of people that enjoys your facebook posts but i find that that's something that's happening as well in my life um i i basically posted six things yesterday and almost all of they're all text right so you don't expect yeah. like the high i got almost all of them hit 20 fucking interactions on the likes that's for me crazy numbers and it was consistent right 20 okay. fucking everything and i'm like whoa and then, you know i because I'm, I'm trying to just write outlandish shit like i spit my fucking spotify metrics number i spit my whatever pops into my head my girlfriend was like yo see what they like and do more of that and then I started doing that. It turns out just opinions. People like opinions. I don't know why, but they've, but as long as you're not like, cause you, what I like about your opinions is you're just sharing your opinion. It's not fuck what you think. It's what you'll show up and be like, nah, bro, this is the way it is these days here and there, you know, cause you're trying to share some knowledge, but I don't yeah. actually see you hating on anything. You just share 
these opinions. Like I fucking I really love this did, stuff. I tried to let go of all the like, like I keep saying, like I'm really trying to let go of all that. Like I know it comes out sometimes, but like I'm really trying to let go of the shit on the whole other thing to make this thing relevant. Um, but I just try to like, try to more prove the point than having it. You don't have to really shit on everything else to like be like this is what it is, but like this is what's fucking dope. And that's I, I noticed that I used to do that a lot. Like I spent so much fucked up energy and time like just rebuttaling shit and being like, nah, this is fucked and, and you know what I mean? And it's like, oh dude, like the, the energy, fuck that. I don't have time for all of that. I'm busy doing this. No time to go fucking can't get it. Can't get that energy out of me no more. Respect. So when it comes to stuff like music videos, what do you Mm -hmm. think people should do? How do you approach a music video? Now, I asked this because the the smartest thing I did was honestly, I I captured a bunch of NDG shit. I mean, like fucking um, graffiti art. I've done that so much though. Like, damn. Like in in general. videos I have. But like. Besides NDG. Let's say that particular idea is one of them it's done how does one come up with new fresh ideas in this landscape in your opinion bro that's like that's one thing that that's why i want like the next like okay dada did really like dada came up with a cool ass concept for no favors um so we ran with that as i would have never seen i saw something completely different for that Right. And his shit was just like, I, like, that's the thing about working with him is like, artistically, like, he's a painter. He makes, like, he, he does all kinds of shit, right? Graphic design, fucking everything. So, um, I was like, dude, it's his beat, right? So, I was like, he had to come up with something. And like, he just came with the concept of like, it's kind of like, of, Reservoir Dogs vibe is basically okay. what it is. Like you'll see when it comes out. Um, like you, you saw it in the trailer, or I don't know if you saw the trailer, but like, um, I think I saw a clip. Yeah, yeah. So basically, that's that's what's going on in the video. Um, should be coming out soon. So you think but visuals think, matter? Yeah, for sure. It's, it's definitely they, they've always mattered in the last. I mean, since videos started, it's always mattered. So, definitely got to do more of those. Definitely but, respect that. Yeah, I have, I have two that's going to come out. Like, Funeral Arrangements, been shot. No Favors, been shot. So, both of those got to come out. Um, visually, the video that I'm going to, that I want to do next is for Teddy's After Dark. And that is going to be the craziest fucking thing that I do. And then so, everybody in the world will get He's fucking Teddy. Is that project? Teddy's After Dark is this. It's four songs, all produced by Bryce Bryce Baby, and they all have like this vibe. I create. It's like this whole universe that I created comes into that. It's really crazy. There's like, I, I expand I, on I, your I'm, universe. I'm 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 using different voices. All these like all the teddy bears are like different reflections of me. You know what I mean? So they're all there and like. What do you mean, though? This like is what's did... going on in these songs. This is what's going on in these songs. Is it's like I'm using different voices. Um, I'm rapping different, completely. 
there's like ad libs thrown everywhere, different sounds thrown everywhere. Like the music is dark and bassy. Um, like I'm talking about, like they're talking about Vanessa Hudgens, like fucking um, Michael Jackson's there, the weekend's there. These are all characters in the Teddy's universe. Like, you know, like it's very nostalgic. It's everything like that I talk about. I take you to this party, like throughout the whole fucking album. Like there's a song called Teddy's After Dark. There's a song called My Teddy Bears Are Different. There's a song called Teddy's on the Block, which is a really fucked up song too. Like, this sort of fiends with that rock and roll. Like, yo, better keep your pistol in your Bible clothes. Cause you ain't got the lungs for this kind of smoke on the next episode of Teddy's on the Block. Like, what? this shit is like, on the next, wait till y'all hear this. It's like very different. Like I speak about, like these Teddy's are so fucking crazy. Like the last thing that I said at the end of Teddy's After Dark, I'm just like, man, Teddy bears fucking crazy cocaine hook is everywhere and it's like it takes you to the, like that party like there's like i'm visually i'm gonna have like big big fucking teddy bears you're gonna see like skateboarding shit because like somehow tony Hawk pro skater one and two are like somehow part of this world this universe like it's like just shit like the jump man is an actual character you know what i mean like this is like visually shit that you're going to see in this. Like, and there's certain like levels of Tony Hawk that like I pictured while I was writing these songs like somehow. And visually that has to be there with like skateboarders flipping over fucking garbage cans on fires and like fake Vanessa Hudgens at a table with teddy bears snorting coke and like just this fucked up shit. And like it has to be inside like a, like a fucking... Like, you know, like one of those skateboards, um, skate parks, but like indoor skate parks. And there's going to be like a lot of like neon fucking colors and just a crazy fucking world of teddy bears doing crazy shit. People playing basketball in the dark with like animated jump mans dunking on shit. Fucking slash. Like all kinds of like. Visually, this shit is just, it's a party that I created in a universe with them, but on record, somehow. That's that's so, fucking quite the concept. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting there listening to it, and a lot of it is very visual. And I think what's cool about it is that a, it shows off your imagination, but like, it kind of just gives us an, a, a way of, of feeling it. Like, these songs are meant to be more than just, yo, that's a record I'm throwing on. It's meant to no, be no, like really, a trip. It's really, it's really, um, yeah. Especially Teddy's After Dark, like that song. That song is just different. It's like really, I've never done anything like that. Like, I got this weird voice when I'm rapping, like, but the first verse is all like I'm slimy on it, like hella, hella grimy, like slime southern shit. But like the second, I sound like a skateboard rapper on the second, like the way I'm enunciating words and it's like fucking ad libs everywhere and sounds and like really crazy shit. It's just like weird, you know, it's dope as fuck though. It's like really, it's really the vibes. It's like vibe. It's right. like, I almost want to play, I almost want to play that record. You, just you so can. You can. Like, just so you can understand like what fucking, oh man. Yeah, that's a, that. Like, Made is from that project too. Um, Made, Made is was a the good project. 
It's a fucking Maybe. good song, man. Yeah, it's dope as fuck. It's really is. Like last night, they played that song three times on the air. Yo, if you want, I can play a little clip right now for the peoples. Yeah, you could do that. Go ahead. All right, I'm going to go ahead and get that going. I have it ready uh, right over here. And I'm playing. Shout out Bryce Bryce Baby produced the whole project. That's my young one. Guy. Homie, keep the white girl, pretty little liars. I welcome y'all to test, but it's your demise. And I'll probably die with the pain like Joe Demise. You could be my Marilyn, polarized. Make a movie out of every single minute. Why? Waste time when our life's being minimal. You only give them one, but I'd have had a few. Woo! Guess that make me luckier than most of you. And I don't see my own ghost. I'm gonna take a quick opportunity to go pee again, real quick. Throw the beat. Definitely add some context to give them an idea of the kind of difference, especially when compared against something like a funeral arrangement. And I like the way yeah. that it feels to me, at least like you added this hybridness to it, right? It's almost like you're appealing to the more melodic, easy listening kind of vibe and crowd because it has that effect. But you got bars and you're actually like rapping throughout this process. And I think the way that you were able to blend these two things together in such a profound way was really insightful. I think, I mean, great. I enjoyed it. All right. Salute. But yeah. So um, I guess let's go back to it. Do you think albums are an interesting idea in full? Do you think shorter projects are the move? What do you think is the right move for people moving forward? You know what? I just. Um... Like, for example, I did for Teddy Bears and Pop Stars, I did, I think, 13 records, and I'm I'm going to use six of them. And then I'm going to get back to work on some next shit with Brooks. But, like, I cut it down to six records. And with um, Teddy's After Dark, I did, I think, nine records, and I cut it down to four records, and we're just going to put those four out because that body of work just feels fucking perfect together. Like, those four records are just... That's it. And Teddy Bears and Pop Stars, the way I did it, I chose the six biggest records that sounded like some pop star Teddy Bears and Pop Star shit. That sounded like that project. There's right. a lot of like singing hooks on it. Um, three different commercials. Like the sounds are all different. You know what I mean? Like those six songs are all different, but they sound like one by four. So I shortened that down. I cut down the Teddy's After Dark project. Um, Blood Brothers album only has nine songs on it. So I'm I'm thinking that me personally, I'm going to move forward with a lot more um, six to nine song projects. You know, even little EPs with three songs on them. Um, so I can actually put out all the content that I'm doing, but like in different bodies of work, you know? That makes a lot of sense. Do you feel that people's attention spans influence this decision? Um, I feel, yeah, like I was talking about that yesterday too. Like just the attention spans at nothing. So having these fucking long, I was like listening to the baby and he's talking about fucking how he just raps right when he gets on a fucking song. 
because he ain't giving you no time to go nowhere else and do that. And I'm like, I get it. It's like nobody fucking, like, yo, I used to have to have a fucking intro and outro on every song. Like this, I kept, I came up in an era where people used to drop three verses on a record, you know what I'm saying? So it's like everything, like now these days, I've been in there, like there's two songs on on Teddy Bears and Pop Stars, this one verse and mm. a few hooks because that's just the type of material. Like, you got to look at it like Gucci Gang was a two-minute song. It said absolutely nothing, and it was the biggest record in the world. This dude got, like, two fucking deals for after that. So it's like, yeah, people's attention span is nothing. So I guess, like, I'm having to adapt to this shit, you know what I mean? Coming from the different... I've always adapted to, like, the music, like, without, like, going too far away from who I am as an artist. Right. So, like, I deal with that pretty good. But, like, now I'm adapting to this new shit. Like, sometimes I'll be there. Like, I'll work with Don Dada or, like, Brooks or whoever, like, I'm doing records with. And, like, they're like, no, nah, dude, it, that's it. Like, the record's two minutes. Bang. That's what it is. And it sounds good like that. You got to keep it like that. Yeah, it's such a weird idea and to me. I, I fight it sometimes, but there's only so much you can fight it when it works. Like, look at Smile, bro. Like, I had three verses or something. They were all eight-bar verses, but I had, like, three of them written. And like, it was something else, and that record became something. I didn't work, so I'm like, I'm not gonna fight the fucking, you know. Just gonna go with the, the what feels right. If that's what it is, then just bang it out like that, you know. If it's, if the record's two minutes long, then the record's two minutes long. It's still gonna work. There's no more formulas like like it used to be like a set like formula to write a record, and now it's just not like that. So I'm having to adapt to that, and I'm working. I'm working pretty well with it, but. You know, you still get your two two verse tracks sometimes. Do you think that but, there's a niche market that's going to appreciate the five minute song? Yeah, for sure. Just okay. But, so if I, sorry, go if ahead. I, if I if I feel like I'm not done saying what I gotta say, then you're gonna get that song. But like, honestly, I'm just like I said, I'm doing what feels right. It feels right to be like a record that has to play out like a long record. Well, then that's that's what it's gonna be. And if it's like I'm doing a verse, then I'm doing a verse. Right. You know. I definitely appreciate that. So, is there anything else that you think is like coming in your near future that's worth sharing and talking about at this moment? Um, I mean, more merch. Um, and all the projects that are coming out, like Legend in the Making is coming out. Uh, Fuck Your Feelings is coming out on the 9th. Uh, Blood Brothers album is done. It's being mastered. Teddy's After Dark is going into mastering. Uh, Teddy Bears and Popstars is going into mastering. They're all done and ready to go. So those three projects are coming out in the new year. I'm about to wrap up the Travis album with Don Dada. Just got one, two records left to do on that. And then that's going to come out. But No Favors is dropping in February for sure video and single and all of this will be on your website it's gonna be everywhere all over ig all over facebook all over twitter snapchat um it's gonna be all on every record is always available on all the platforms right but what's cool about these new projects coming out is like yeah you can get them you can put them in your you know your facebook story ig story so it's available on Facebook Music and uh, 
and and IG music. You can pin the records, your profile. Um, it's on TikTok, so all the projects gonna be on there. So yeah, TikTok my shit, tweet my shit, IG it, make videos. Everything is welcome. Um, Yo, yeah, I got a question. So, do you find would you start fucking with the contest games? Not necessarily. As I saw you participated in the classified shit. How do you feel about contest in general? First of all, I don't fuck with them at all. Uh, the only reason I checked the classified shit, I saw it on on his Facebook. It was like an IG ad or something on Facebook, and I just wanted to hear the beat tape because classified has good beat selection, like. For that kind of music that I, I don't, I don't know. I, I like to classify as an artist. Like he's, he's got bars. He's like he's not scared to be himself. He's like he knows he's like a fucking whatever, and like that's that's who he is, you know. So I'm like, but I always like his beat selection. So I wanted to hear what he was doing with his, what kind of beats he would be putting out, and I realized like it was his album, but like instrumental. But he had produced all the shit. So I fucking, I heard it, and I was like, yo, he's got some fucking fire on here. So. I'm like sitting there like, hmm, I, you know, the contest thing that he said was he was going beat, have a chance to, to um, have classified producer beat for you. So I'm like, well, I mean, like, look, if, if I could put out a, a classified producer beat, I mean, it's only a better look for me. It's not like a bad thing. So I'm mm -hmm. like, all right, well, what's the shit, you know, like, and then I heard the beats. So I was like, yo, I started writing because, like, you know, like those exercises I'll do or whatever. Like, I'll just write on any, like, Don Dada's got a lot of fucking instrumental tapes out right now that I just, like, I fuck with him. And, like, that's my producer. So, like, yeah, I'll go bang on those beats. And then I'm like, if I want to use some shit, like, you know, I have it. But, like, whatever. Like, let me write on these classified beats real quick, you know? But I saw, like, I quickly saw, I was like, this sounds like a run-up numbers thing on this tape thing. Because, like, first of all, like, the whole... He's like, have a chance to have your shit produced by right right away. That was the first thing that I noticed. I was like, mm-hmm. Mm. So then I noticed it's like, yo, tag the IG, right? So I'll do these posts and I was like, it's been like five days and there's like another guy that did it. So and then I'm like, huh. Yeah, the crazy shit is, bro. Like, that's how classified ended up in my fucking um, top songs or whatever on Spotify. Because this one record, like, I fucking sat there and wrote the verse for, like, I don't even know how long. Because I was doing other shit while I was doing it. So the record played so many fucking times that it ended up in my top five or whatever on Spotify. No Fucked shit, up. eh? Yeah. See what I'm saying? So, like, he got the fucking views. He, he got my, and like, and that's why I took down my videos. Cause I was like, I don't even like, and I took them down like right away. When I noticed that it was going to be some shit like that, like nobody was really fucking with it. And he wasn't like, I saw that within a few days that he wasn't invested in that. Like it wasn't something that he was going to fucking do. Like, so I was like, yo, you know what? Fuck this little scam thing. And, but yo, he ended up getting those fucking spins off me, which is crazy. Cause it ended up in my top five. Like there with like shit that I actually so, listened I mean, to a lot. On the other hand, so, would you throw a contest? Yeah, definitely. That's shit that I'm trying to do right now is like I'm trying to interact with people like that, you know. Uh, 
you got to keep people interested in in different on different levels. It's not always just like yo, peep my music. You know what I'm saying? Make shit interesting. So that's why I'm trying to like. That's why I did the um, the sticker pack giveaway shit. You know, um, and I'm only gonna be doing more interactive shit like that with, with people, uh, with fans, and like, you know, whoever chooses to come around my music, or doesn't have to be any of that. Just you know, if you fuck with it, just roll. And there's gonna be more interesting shit coming up. So I'm trying to take it to a different level. Man, I really look forward to hearing more from you down the line when you've got everything kind of built out and we can follow up and be like, yo, remember back then when you were saying this is in the making? And then we come back down the line and you're like, yo, check what I've delivered upon. I think that's going to be fucking fresh. I'm really oh, like, I'm, I'm looking forward to that for real. Always got to progress. It's progress, progress, progress. Always. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not making the moves every day, if you're not doing something, then you're not. I feel like you're completely wasting your time. And then, like, at one point, I had to make that decision. Like, you either go every day or just, you know, do some next shit. I appreciate that. And you, you've proven the adaptability in the way that you approach it. You've shown that you're willing to study the current landscape. You're willing to fuck with whatever comes. Even the fact that something like VR, you don't like it, but you recognize maybe you have to do it one day, reluctantly. It's a possibility, you know. Like, nothing's, like, nothing's... I've seen a lot of shit go down in a lot of eras and a lot of different technology and a lot of different, like, you got to understand I'm an 80s baby. So it's like, we literally experienced all of it. You know what I'm saying? All the technology from my fucking Atari to fucking now. So I totally feel that. I know for myself, the VR fucking is an exercise tool currently, believe it or not. I thought I would use it for other shits, but there's this like fucking game, this boxing shit. And uh, mm-hmm. it's like, basically, it's oh, like I seen, I seen Ace play that shit the other day. And you just Matter fucking fact, like, but like this one, I, I realized along the way that it was developing the muscles I needed to dance on stage. And okay. because because it's it's like this shit's like almost like um, fucking Guitar Hero. So as I'm punching, okay. it's to the beat. So I'm going boom, boom, boom. And now I'm realizing I'm hearing people's fucking shit and I'm vibing on like cam and shit. And I'm like, already, like I can go. I can hold it down. So, and the thing about it that's dope is you don't need like a whole fuck ton of space. You need a little bit of space, but not a lot. And now I don't know about you. I'm at the gym. Really not into the gym. I fucking hate I, it. I don't do gym. But so. I like things that I can do at home. And so are you open to something like a virtual reality for exercise purposes and shit like that if COVID gets locked down? You know what? I'm really, I'm really like, I'm like on no exercise at this point. And you know what? That's mm. fucking, it's starting to like, I, I really like, I've noticed it's really starting to bring, especially with the amount, like I, like I smoke a lot, right? Right. Like cigarettes and herbs. So, so that, you know, I, I'm not getting any younger with it, you know what I'm saying? I can still move, but still, you start noticing it. So it might be, it might be, not that bad of an idea for me to get on that. You know, I'm just because that that, that was a huge surprise for me. And honestly, man, I never had fucking like chest muscles or no shit. But it's just shadow boxing, right? It's good. It gets you a little bit of an aerobic shit to the music. Do you feel exercise is big for the live performance in general? Yeah, it is definitely like these artists. Like, yo, if you see, have you, if you've ever seen like a Tech Nine show, mm. what the, what him and Calico do, like, is ridiculous. So they train for like months before because they, they go on tour for like fucking nine months a year. These dudes, you know. So, um, 
you have to train. You have to be able, especially the performances they do with the jumping and the, all kinds of shit. It's really, and just to be able to not lose mad long when you're spitting or singing. It's like, you gotta hey, what's be. What's up, Shiesty the Goat? We just, we just got a little comment there. So I'm saying what's up. Sorry about that. Go on. So. No, but like, go on about yeah, the show. Definitely important. Like I started noticing like when I would do shows like, and I would be too faded or like, um, you know, not well rested, uh, that it was getting hard to perform and like do it for so that's a, you know, like 20, 25 minutes, like it starts to get messed up, starts to get rough. So yeah. And I'm, and I'm always like, like pretty like hyped during my performance. So it was definitely, um, yeah, it takes its toll. Why I bring this up? Uh, if you get too, like either or, like uh, these days, I try to not. Um, I try asking, to not. I'd be like more, I've, I've done, I've done, I've done all of that. Like, but like, so I look at it so more like, from the person. Yeah, but I try to not get like any kind of like, like I'll have like a one two beer before I perform, like maybe smoke a spliff, but I don't get too faded because then my performance starts to get and i'd rather do a adult performance and then get faded because i'm gonna get faded regardless because mm -hmm. i do that like seven days a week bro like so it's like i'm gonna take that time to not do that you know so, uh, so i get because it affects it from so for that, me and, and you know you you start to see it in people too like i see like with people that i've i've worked with like trial and error like your whole your whole time that you've been making music like from performance to performance, you end up knowing what works for you and what doesn't. You gotta find your balance. And for me, like I noticed that like having a few beers in, like, cause I'm gonna wanna drink when I'm on stage, when I'm on stage too, you know what I mean? So I might sip one when I'm on stage too. And like, it's like, yo, you gotta be, that performance gotta be like clockwork, bang, bang, bang. You know what I'm saying? It's gotta be everything on point. So I noticed it with like the more liquor and the more the more you, like, smoke, like, six blunts before, like, and you sipping on all kinds of bottles and shit, like, that shit don't work, bro. You're wasting your time. So, you know? So, I started seeing that in the studio, too. Like, I tried, like, and I'd rather be productive than, you know, be faded. I totally respect that. Um, you also said that you practice for live shows. Uh, I'm yeah. not mistaken. I do, but, like, um, look, I practice every day, so I'm always, I'm always, I know what, like, you know, like it was like, it's funny cause like I brought jungle, jungle came to check me not too long ago and, um, hooked me up with a slum Kings gear. By the way, go get that slum Kings gear too. Um, mm. yeah, uh, he was here and I made him hear a lot of the new record, like a lot of them. And right. I spit every single one of those records for him from top to bottom. Like, in front of him. Like, yeah. Just for him. And he was wilding out. Like, awesome. This is crazy. Like, okay. He's like, yo, I really get this. I really get it. And, like, everything you do, like, everything is your life on these songs. And he's like, you just don't make motherfuckers hear the record. Like, you spit it to him live. And, like, you don't miss a bar. Like, you don't miss a nothing. It's fucking... Like, I'm just sitting there and he's having fun like listening to it you feel I me mean? it's like it's, it's that extra thing because i know my shit 
like I'm the last person you got to worry about that's going to show up and not know his shit. Like I know every record that I have like is there. So right. I like performing the shit, you know? So every day I practice. Yeah, definitely. And like, if you're going to like, I know that if you got to go like do it, like a certain amount of shows, you got to have your shit on point, bro. So I want to bring it back to the crowds though. Cause what I see has changed is two things. When I, when I started performing, it was 2012. Uh, okay. In 2012, let's take La Belmont as a specific example as a venue. I did a lot of hip-hop karaoke. And so I would okay. be there. And they had this $20 picture deal hey, back in the day. you know my man D-Shade then? I do know your man D-Shade. Um, okay, so you talked about that last time, right? We did. And then I'd, yeah. I've now since discovered how legendary D-Shade is. D-Shade popped into the feed the other day and watched some That's shit. So D-Shade is a follower of this very Twitch, which makes me feel humbled as fuck because that guy's a legend. And, I only, and I've listened now to that project he has on Spotify. I show it to people. I'm like, you, do you guys know who the fuck this guy is? Like, yo, I am now a huge advocate for Shades of Culture and their significance. Yo, I'm NDG. How the fuck could I not be? It would be absolutely yeah, a do, cardinal I sin to this shit for me not to be promoting D-Shade like the legend that the man I fucking do, I is. Do, like, I, grew, I grew up listening to that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was that was the group for me. Like they, they that was my introduction to Montreal hip hop. Period. Like, but so many up. people have and said the same thing. Like going to the, going to Rainbow and shit like that. Like Orion was there every fucking time. Like, and it was like constant. My like my whole like all my early teens when I was young, like 12, 13, 14, 15, like just around them. I rainbow smoking, watching shows. What's rainbow? And rainbow was a a Jamaican restaurant on top of a garage on Maison Ave. Okay. Um. And then it turned to EB Lounge, and then it was something else, and I don't know what the fuck it is now, but yeah, back back then it was the Rainbow, and it was uh yeah just a Jamaican restaurant. They had their food. Good cooking. So we used to go there and there used to be all kinds of shows over there. Um, they used to have like all the punk rock shows and all like the hip hop events and like dance halls at night. So that's, yeah, that's, that was the joint. That was the spot, bro. Came up there, you know? That's fucking fresh. I like those things. But I guess um, where I was going with that is if I thought about drink price. So $20 gave me a rum and coke pitcher, right? Mm-hmm. That's fire. You want to go there. You want to get that because it's special and it's $20 and everybody can have, that's me for the night on 20 bucks yeah. plus whatever yeah. the cost is, 20 bucks plus the coach. Fine. I'm willing to put down that kind of $50 night, right? Um, and I was dope. And I, I noticed that the crowd felt the same way. And so they were there and it was full. Like we were talking 250, like Belmont was packed back in those days. And it wasn't just that event. It was any event at Belmont was full to that capacity. And I think it had a lot to do with the drink price. Um, I noticed that every bar back then had a very comparable drink price scheme going on. You were getting $5 a drink. You look at it yeah. nowadays, that same picture is $32. Even the fucking PJs and shit, the $20 picture became 32 Even if you look at the average drink price at these oh. little dive bars, it's like 9 to $10. Yeah, dude, it changed when uh, George whatever guy took over his whole fucking NDG stuff. Um, but oh, yeah, I all they got marks. That was a long time. 
I mean, but why are we going to, because that's the thing. It stopped being cheap. It stopped being that. So I stopped wanting to go, right? Like when I was young, that was the shit. You get that $20 picture, you sit with a girl, you have enough money to yeah. like, you know, take a cab home after now. It was those kinds of little things that the cheap drinks gave. So why I bring it up is because I think a lot more people are smoking weed. And I think that affects the live environment. I think I don't know what the solution is, but I think if you have higher drink prices to compensate for the demand, so less people are drinking, more and more people are outside smoking pot. How does that hit the live show? How do we fix this or compensate for this in some way? I have no idea, bro. <laughs> like venues are not gonna let. I mean, I don't know that venues are gonna allow people to smoke inside. So. People are just going to have to fucking stop smoking fucking weed if you go to the show, bro. Like, you either want to watch the show or not, bro. Like, shut the fuck out. Smoke the fucking blunt. Shut the fuck up. Like, people. Okay. Know, what about the structuring then from a promoting point of view? So, if you look at a lot of the shows, and not everything, but they're these showcases. So, it's like 10 back to back to back to back to back to back people. There's no break or anything. When is a guy's like, look, I don't care who you are. My high is going to last 45 minutes max, right? Like, that's just what it is. Look how many joints I smoked on this fucking call. I can hold out a half hour, 45 minutes, watch it. I'm going to want to smoke a joint at some point. And the problem is, yeah. is that means I'm missing somebody at every fucking show. Do you think that we can compensate through better structuring of live events? How do you feel about 10 people on a show? And what do you think the right way to approach a show really is? I don't fucking do the 10 people show thing anymore. I haven't, you know what? I stopped doing shows uh, a while ago to concentrate on content and, and business side of things and like ways to build the brand. So I'm not really worried about what's going on in the live show world right now, especially since there is no fucking live show world right now, to be honest. So like what's going to come after that? I don't really know. I'm just going to, you know, right now, like I said, I'm just focused on dropping lots of content and fucking having visuals to everything and merchandise to go with all of that. And then once, you know, once that next step comes, we'll deal with it then. Really, so, I'm not, so I'm stuff not worried that's about happening it. Right now, and I'm just, I'm just curious how open you are to it because I'm curious about how I can leverage my platform to monopolize a little bit on the current times because let's be real live and digital is in my favor at this moment as a content mm -hmm. hoster person like we're streaming now and the way let's say something like twitch manages copyright unless you're literally going to file that dmca nobody's going to give a shit and i'm assuming with your permission i asked you before Harry, you're like you checked you were cool with it so i mean you could take down this video but unless you do it nobody else which means we can actually do shit on twitch that we can't do on like a youtube where the automated systems are in play. So what we could do in theory is live Zoom call concerts and shit like that. Now I have participated in open mics and things over the last while and this gave me footage for my Instagram and things like that. And I've actually been really, so I haven't figured out the sound, which is why I haven't really hit you up and shit. There's a couple of issues where it sounds whack and I wanna make sure I solve these issues and I can do it for free. But are you okay. open to like jumping on like a Zoom call concert, spit your tracks a couple of times, create like a 15 minute set that you spit to the internet like that? Yeah, um, I'm. I was thinking about setting something up like that. Um, it would. It all depends on how you put it together. Like, if it's gonna be like dope 
where I could put together like a cool performance for it. Like, yeah, definitely. But I don't know that I would have. We'd have to set it up proper, for real. I, I appreciate that answer. Then I'd be down. I do think um, an example of it done. With... You want to deal with sound and things like that. Like you have your things that you want to fix. So yeah. like, present it to me like, you know, the way when, when it's ready to go. We'll see what it's about. And uh, we could definitely do it. You know? At the end of the day, as long as I can figure out how to make the sound happen, it really is just a camera to a whatever. That's it. And then the visual side, you can put it wherever you want as long as we can figure out the other side of the logistics. And that's what I think is really dope about this. And then it's just really hosting the content and streaming it to the right places where we build it all up. But I'm curious just in general, and I like to have it all on wax because then I want to be able to one day point it out like, yo, there is a market for this to like rich people who may want to open up that big studio down the line. You know what I'm saying? Because let's yeah. be real. Let's say some guy with a lot, a lot of cash goes, yo, this is a market and actually throws down the 50K to buy the top tier gear and makes it accessible. All of a sudden, you know, a whole new fucking avenue appears where okay, <coughs> you're not necessarily the consumer of the content. You're the guy creating the content for this brand new market that is emerging at this time. So I think it's fascinating how open-minded you've been throughout all of these ideas and how adaptable you are. And I think it's I mean, an asset to your shit. Like, like I was like I started realizing that like if you if you don't open up to all that shit you're really like limiting what you can do and like right. these days possibilities are fucking insane that's what technology's done it's made everything like so accessible and like my goal right now is like really to flood the fucking the like flood my market like I want people to know who the fuck Travis Bryan is and see the fucking teddy bears and pop stars music and see the no damn good music group and just like know the branding and know that you're getting that dope shit you know so I want that's people fresh. to know that so I like everywhere that I can be like that's why I said like I snatched up the TikTok and the this that and whatever you know and I got back active on Snapchat and like you know like you gotta be able to put they gotta be it's gotta be accessible to people like it's gotta be um the content's got to be there and it's got to be accessible. Like people got, like people don't want to have to be like, oh fuck, I can't find him. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, everywhere. And I like I that really approach. That's dope, man. I just don't I like say... fucking YouTube. <laughs> I just don't like YouTube. That's fair. Um, I definitely appreciate you being here today. I think we've covered a whole bunch. I think yeah, it's yeah. a good. We got a bunch of content out of this. Uh, on my end, we're going to clip it down a little bit, get a few little bites. We're starting a new little clips channel on YouTube because while you may not like it, it's totally good for us to get that little reach out and get your name out there on your behalf. And, uh, yeah, because you got some fucking mad tips and shit. And then we're going to post them everywhere. Going to get people to come fucking check out the raw shit. And then we're going to cut it down, clean it up a bit, da-da-da-da-da. I'll put out the fucking, like, proper video in a couple weeks for everybody. Just uh, we introduce the flow to people that are watching. And uh, I'm really look forward to having you back again in the future, dude. Because I really know that you're going to come in. There's going to be mad innovations and shit. It's going to be a really interesting conversation at that point. So, um, definitely going to have all your socials and shit linked below. Everybody's going to be able to follow you. You're going to be able to okay. hit you up. And so, I appreciate you being here, man. I appreciate yeah, you sharing yeah. your time, your stories with Thanks us. Again, you know what I'm saying? Respect for that. And, yo... 
I just want to say thank you all watching this. We appreciate you being here with us. Definitely let us know in the comments on the YouTubes and whatever what you think. Ask your questions and whatnot because when he comes back, we're going to funnel him those questions. Like the video, all that good stuff. Um, if you're on Spotify, whatever, listening to this, hit the follow button, all that good shit. On that note, I do want to say special thanks to the patrons. Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prada, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black Hurricane, Linda Williams, and Scribble. They're dope support what we do. If you like that, you want to show some love more directly, patreon.com slash behind that suit. And uh, yeah, I make music. Check it out. Links below. All that good shit. And finally, appreciate you having again. One last time. Live long and prosper, everybody. Thank you.